Welcome to the Smoke and Rope Podcast, the show that brings together Michigan's top cannabis growers, advocates, and business owners to offer a fresh and honest perspective of Michigan's cannabis industry. Stick with us to get the lowdown from the people who have been on the ground floor of cannabis business in Michigan and gain insights into where the industry may be heading. Welcome to the Smoke and Roll Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Basor, and today is episode 81. Real excited to give a, a good update on a previous show and welcome our special guests, Nate Niehaus from Prima Clones and Fast Flower Farms and Lou Pino from Gene Traders. Thanks for being on, guys. Also want to say what's going on to Kevin over at True Cannabis. I know he's in the midst of some good stuff over there. What's going on? What's happening at Renson? Well, we're just grinding away, trying to get uh, this flower finished, trimmed, and uh, submitted for testing. And um, yeah, just grinding. Um, I did want to take a, a quick second, Ryan, if it's cool, to um, to acknowledge the passing of a good friend of mine, Ken Cole, uh, with GCSI, which is a government, uh, which is a lobbyist firm here in Lansing. Um, I worked with Ken and met him back in 2014, and we did a lot of work on the uh, on the medical bill here in, in Michigan. And I think he was very instrumental in getting that stuff passed. He was like. Uh, the connection to the the Republican Party, so to speak, and getting their their kind of their minds changed on on cannabis and, and pushing things forward. And uh, you know, he was only 55 years old, and, and so we, we lost a good one, a really good one, uh, well too soon. So I just wanted to acknowledge Ken and, and tell him, you know, that I miss him and uh, and and that uh, you know I'm really sorry to his family. Yeah, thanks, Kevin. That was real sad to hear, and um, you know. That's that's tough about politics, but I didn't hear no, you don't hear a bad word about them from either side, so that that says a lot. Um, Tom over at Real Leaf, Tom, it's nice seeing you last week. Um, are you back home for, for oh, a yeah. while? Oh, yeah, back to the grind. Yeah, it was great to get out. We got to meet with a lot of our customers who we've been working with for the past three years since we've been licensed, and you know, it's just kind of it's always good to get uh, get on the same page every once in a while and get some faith in you know face-to-face meetings especially with covid it kind of distanced everyone so much and it kind of made things very impersonal so that's mm-hmm. how i prefer to to roll though i like to get you know in front of people and talk about things and not just you know look at numbers on a sheet of paper that was great seeing you enjoyed uh you and Kristen stopping by, so hopefully you do that much more. And uh, great hospitality at Local Roots, as always. Oh, yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, so I wanted to uh, get uh, introduce uh, Lupino with Gene Traders. Uh, you know, today's the episode we had Nate on before uh, about the hunt for skunk. And for people kind of deeper in the woods on it, it's a pretty controversial topic. Um, I brought it up to a couple uh, of my my friends and store owners that are in the woods and they they started going off so when they they called me and said hey you know anything i'm like yeah i do so really excited to have uh lou on and uh lou why don't you introduce yourself give a little bit of your background and kind of tell you tell us what happened with uh with pipcon all right uh don't mind me looking down i'm reaching into a bag trying to grab some popcorn butts to you know roll myself a little something because i'm running low uh so uh, my name is Lupino. Uh, I'm the founder of Gene Traders, which ends up being a genetic event that facilitate, facilitating the spread of genetics, either seed, clone, tissue culture, pollen. And the whole purpose of our you know, event is simply to make sure that uh, it's not just um, 
uh, you know, licensed, uh, you know, facilities that get their hands on good genetics, but also, you know, the normal classic average grower to be able to actually cultivate their own. Um, you know, obviously, if you can't cultivate your own, or you don't want to cultivate your own, you know, you end up reaching, you know, out to some of our fine guests as well to make sure that they grab some good flour from them as well. Always buy from the cultivators. What we say, cultivation is the key to everything. It's not the name, it's the cultivator themselves. Uh, and um, so with that, right, uh, over the past, I don't know, six years that we've been doing this, we always hear about PIF, right? Piff this, piff. oh, my boy's got the real piff. My boy's, oh, my buddy's got the real piff. Everybody's buddy, his buddy's buddy's mom has the real piff from back in the day, which ends up being NL, NL5 uh, Haze or NFL Crossway Haze. Uh, so I just got tired of hearing that body, honestly. Like, <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, your buddy's got it. Yep, yep, sure, your buddy's got it. No problem. Oh, no doubt, that's cool. Because the thing about it is too, right, because a lot of these older strains, it tends to be a little bit more about like, kind of like that nostalgic kind of like feeling at the same time too, which a lot of people forget to actually conclude that. Like, oh, it doesn't taste like back in the day. Or, oh, it's almost there. It's like, yeah, but it's not gonna like bring back that like, that scent, that, that feeling of when you did back in the day. Close, but not quite. So uh, me and Piff Coast Farms ended up actually getting together and throwing on PiffCon. And right from the beginning, there was, my buddy has this and my buddy has the real one. And it ended up leading from, from uh, New York to Florida, to Amsterdam, to Cali, to Colorado, to back to Florida. Like so many different people, and so many people play, had that, like the role of who had the real, but the reality ends up being is that Piff is um, within the whole haze category, right? They're a, a smaller part of the haze category, right? It's not the fruit side. It's that kind of like rank, kind of like just like, you know, extra type of, you know, nasty type of scent that New Yorkers in the East Coast has kind of gravitated to. Uh, so with that too, before we even hit PiffCon, everybody was asking about skunk. Before the event even happened, controversy was already popping off about skunk and it doesn't exist and this and that and blah 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 and this person's got it and that person's got it and i'm like i was like do we got to do this again <laughs> so here we go pipcon just happened and now we're going to end up getting to skunk con and funny enough right so we ended up actually dropping it uh the announcement on the adam dunn show a few days before PiffCon, and then within days, everybody was talking about skunk, 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 everybody like that. And all of a sudden, Nate hits me up and says, hey, what's going on with skunk? Everybody's talking about skunk. I was like, dude, I <laughs> one time, and everybody went like ape shit about it. And here dude, we are. It was, it was Aficionado came out about it, and then uh, Kevin Jodry had something to say, Blue Sky Vienna had something to say, Old School Chronic was about it. Todd McCormick was about it, and all of these guys are just just bashing heads, swearing they got the real thing, and it's only them that's got the real thing. And you know, Ryan and I have been talking about this for a hot minute. And I said, man, look, one of the things that we're super interested in is is trying to find a good representation of the old school skunk. And like, are we gonna find the one? I don't know. Uh, but I feel like if we if we if we if we buy enough seeds and pop enough of them, and then do a thorough and fair hunt through them, we'll find uh, at least one good representation of it, you know? And I mean, the tricky thing about that is that everyone kind of has a different idea of exactly what that skunk is. 
right? It's somewhat subjective. And, you know, is it the, is it the fresh, like, skunk spray? Or is that, like, kind of rotting, off-putting uh, skunk spray? Or is it that really, like, fresh-cut grass, like, super hoppy uh, smell? You know, and, and, and there's a lot of environmental factors that play into that, too. Like, what light do you use? What notes do you use? Um, and, and, and all of those things, all of those things matter in terms of bringing out these fresh plants. So with that, you know, with it, like that's a follow up and ends up being uh, the nostalgic part. Rather than trying to search of who has, like you said, the best skunk, we're about more who, who has the best representation, who can grow it the best. Because sure. we can give you a Formula One F1, the Formula One race car, but it doesn't fucking mean you know how to drive it. Yeah, no doubt. So tell me, dude, what's going on with this, with SkunkCon? How's that going to play out? So SkunkCon, you know, we're going to end up, again, we're going to have open competition. We're going to end up having some more of official judges that have been doing it for a while that also ended up culting, part of it ended up being about being uh, cultivated it back in the day, right? Because we're trying to get the cultivators at a uh, you know, point of view, uh, because in my opinion, cultivators and breeders actually make the best judges because they know exactly yeah. what they're looking for. PIFCON, in order to be a judge, you had to be a Hayes breeder. Mm. So it was a short list. Of yeah, people that yeah. Well, because those Hayes go so long too, right? Like they become less and less commercially viable. Um, because That's because their flowering times run, you know, 50, 60, well, not 50, sorry, 60, 70, 80 days. Um, and then some of them longer than that. Now, I do think on the skunk side, you have that working for you. Um, in that uh, a lot of the skunks are the, those old Afghani and Northern Lights and stuff like that. These older lines that tend to be super heavy indicas. And so they flower a little bit faster. So something that I ended up actually finding out about this whole, this, this it is, it, PIPCON actually was a, a bit of a journey. Uh, and we ended up actually, you know, getting deeper into, deeper into longer flowering time and our conception, I mean, our, you know, not conception, but, um, our assumption that longer flowering time just doesn't fit into the commercial space turns out not to be true actually uh it actually ends up if you end up you know doing the longer flowering time you can end up getting rather normal commercial space with the two month eight week uh eight to nine week you can end up getting maybe six to ten possibly uh like that but with a longer flowering time you're talking about more like four to five but you're about producing about the same amount yeah, Which we talk about this all the time. Less pots, less soil, less nutrients, less transplant, less labor. So yeah, it's it's about how many grams per square foot you can pull out of that facility a year. Not necessarily how many times you turn it. If you can do that with 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 less cycles, less flips over a long over over that same period of time, you're actually going to use less labor. You're going to have less uh, transplant and reset and all that kind of stuff. However. Longer flowering varieties. Also, every day that plant's alive is a risk. Every day that plant's alive is a risk for it to get infected with something, for it to come down with bugs. And the longer they're alive, the more the, the more likely they are to come down with something like that. So it's, it's a bit of a balance. It is. So Nate, it is. Nate, oh, okay. Some people have actually started stepping up to the challenge. It's like, you know what? We're gonna start doing hazes. We're gonna dedicate rooms. Well, like you know, maybe have like five or six rooms, and they end up dedicating one to that longer flowering time, just because. Sure. It's a terpene profile too that you know in a longer flowering time, which because less people actually smoke it, makes it a rarer flower. 
Just yeah, smoke. and if you can charge a premium for it, then 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 more power to you. What, what, what's yeah. up, Brian? Yeah. So to it, it, Nate, I wanted to uh, kind of get back. Uh, you know, uh, get, let yourself give give uh, introduce yourself yeah. to the to sure. the guests, and I know you've been on before, but we get we're getting a lot of new new listeners, and then. You know, when you brought this brought up skunk to me when we were up there at that dinner, and um, you know, I'm 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 uh, I was a country boy and smoked a lot of Mexican weed, and my first introduction <laughs> in '97, '98, '99 to like really good bud was that we called it Kevorkian around Lansing, but it was skunk number one, and and that's 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 you know I, I just like nostalgia with everybody else. So um, tell us a little bit about the history of skunk too. Sure, sure. So. The true history of skunk, yeah, I and and I don't want to I don't want to step on people's toes here or say say too much. Um, I don't I'm not I'm not the uh, the end all on this, and the people that do claim to be the end all have some very different opinions on this. So I don't think I don't think there is a correct answer. However, uh, so so I'm 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 Nate I'm Prima. Um, we do genetics R&D breeding, uh, and then we bring what we find and test to the marketplace and form clones. Uh, and then and the breeders come and buy them from us. We also do a bit of flowering, and that's primarily to do, uh, prove out some of the uh, some of the cultivars that we have. Um, and one of the things that 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 as you know as we've talked about here is that we we wanted to bring back some of these older school flavors and i think as markets mature and i mean we talked a little bit about this like they tend to move towards concentrates but i also think they tend to move away from from all of the fruity expressions that and then and, and kind of the sweeter stuff and people start people just start to niche into things that they like more um and i think one of those things is is bringing back some of these older varieties and then you know bringing back some of the funkier stuff man some of the stuff that's not super sweet and it's been on our mind for so long, Ryan. Uh, and, and you know this because when we had this conversation a long time ago, man. Uh, and we've just been poking around trying to figure out who we thought had or possibly had a good representation of this. And so we've got, and, and it tends to be, there's, there's, there's a couple of different ideas about what skunk was and where it came from and then how it, how it kind of vanished. In the, and where it came from is still kind of a mystery, but it did. I mean, you're right. This was kind of back in the day. It is nostalgic for us. Uh, and the argument for why it went away is that it, it was killing carbon filters, man. And people were, people were walking by someone's garage or basement grow and, oh, I know that. That's weed. And, and calling the cops and bang, there you go, right? And so I th and I do believe that was part of it. You know, in Mendo, they had the, they had the roadkill skunk and, and the outlaw skunk. And these two skunks were growing up on these mountains a long ways away. And the people that got popped were the ones that, that, that grew the loudest, funkiest skunk. Um, I'm, I'm going to throw this over to Kevin. I think you've got a question. Yeah, you know, I, I kind of saw some of the drama you were talking about between Todd McCormick and Aficionado and all those guys, and I saw a ton of hate and people, you know, saying, you don't have this and you don't do this and you blah, 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 you're such a liar and, and calling people's, uh, you know, business ethics into question and all this over a strain. And, you know, like these are legends of the game, you know, and to see them fighting this much about uh, one strain, maybe you guys could give us a little bit of look into what what is the basis of all this? Lou kicked some of this drama off by, by in the in the fifth time kind of skunk thing. So I'm gonna let him talk about maybe how it actually kicked off. All right, so um, 
what's happening within that industry, right, is that we're kind of getting kind of this semi-pacification of this very bland type of genetics only coming up. Everything ends up being a lot of cookies, a lot of GMOs, a lot of like that. It's it's shortening the varieties actually being become smaller. What's actually available to the natural the industry, right? And something that we started doing last year with gene traders is wanting uh, is reaching out to older breeders that had some of these dope ass names and then uh, inviting them to come to the events also inviting them to put their genetics back into rotation since gene traders travel to different states we're bringing these older genetics back around so they can be crossed with the newer genetics to kind of like you know start breeding these you know old school flavors with new structures new resistance and stuff like that to really start bringing in it takes time but it's also ended up kicking up people started you know besides going after the hype also going into the vault and reaching out for things like oh i got it i've had it since 1989 i've had it since this i've had it since that so piff ended up because so the reason that a lot of this older strings also is also coming about is because the east coast is coming online now the east coast is thinking about uh what they used to smoke back in the day and wanting to grow it today now that they can so now that's bringing all these old school flavors back into rotation, but being mixed with the new yeah. stuff. I wanted to kind of address the whole nostalgia thing behind skunk and different of the older, you know, cultivars that people were smoking in, you know, 80s and 90s. And before, like you're saying, it got too much, you know, it's too stinky to grow this and it's too dangerous. And, you know, so those types of traits kind of got lost and uh but the fact that your your olfactory nerves and your nose are so closely tied to memory in your brain that it creates that nostalgia and those terpenes working on your olfactory as you're drawing it in it brings back those memories and the good times and everything and that's just a really interesting thing uh you know to kind of think about and you know how and i'm curious to see how this um when 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 these uh when the best representation we can find because we're actually looking too <clears throat> we're always yeah. looking for that i mean that's this on my shirt man it's already controversial we haven't even announced the date yet well i want to be there but the whole purpose of it is just to search for who has the best representation right who has it so, who can grow the best everybody's claiming they got it Okay, here you go. So, Will the new generation have that same experience, though? You know, if they don't have the nostalgia, no. is it the no, same? Man, I'm kind of so curious. Much, so much, so much of that experience was tied up in the fact that it was illegal, dude. Um, that it, you know what I mean? That it, like, so it, it, it's a weird thing about cannabis. But like a big part of it was like, if you really liked it back in the day, you had to work for it, man. I had a skunk cut. That, yeah, I had a skunk cut that we could only have one or two in the garden because, no way. Yeah. Yeah, Those exactly. Cage fans couldn't work hard enough. Yeah. You know? They were expensive. That's it, dude. That's it. So, so uh, to to your point, um, because there's so many people competing about in this one space, everybody claims to have it. Look, yeah, we've it, always it, been it, we're we're switching. Yeah, yeah, we're 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 Switzerland. I don't I don't care who has it. I don't I I do not care. And and, and I'm not and, I, and I'm not saying anyone does or doesn't. But one of the things we're going to do is is we've got five different uh people that we believe 
probably do have at least representation of it. And one of these guys is, is, is a guy named Old School Chronic. He's on Insta, and you can find him that way. Blue Skies Vienna, I think he's been banned like 10 times, but he has a, a variation of that. And so he's actually somewhere in Europe. So, so Blue Skies stuff comes out of Europe. Old School comes out like Kentucky or something like that. Um, and then AGCs, which is Todd McCormick, who almost inarguably has the original skunk number one. Uh, whether that actually kind of comes out in, the, in, in it, it being exactly what we thought it was is the question. But I mean, he's, he's got something, at least, at, least, at least a representation of it. Then there's a guy, uh, there's, there's, a, there's a guy, and I forget the name, I think the, the name of the skunk is Uncle Fester's skunk. And he's kind of, he, you know who I'm talking about, Liz. I do, yeah. I do. I have, yeah. I have a whole bunch of those seeds. So do I, dude. So uh, we, just made a big, <laughs> we just made a big <coughs> and, uh And then we've got, um, and it's, it's the nature farm, so you can find him. He's got a bunch of varieties that he's kind of spread out. And then um, we were very lucky in that we have a connection with Mendo. And so one of these Mendo legacy farmers we reached out to, and uh, we have a whole bunch of, she had a male of the original roadkill skunk that he bred back to a bunch of different stuff when he was out there in Mendo. And so we're actually going to get like two or 300 of his seeds to pop to. And so we're going to pop all these beans and we're going to record the whole damn thing. And we're going to record, it's a very, we have very small flower rooms because we do a lot of R&D. And so we're going to just turn a whole flower room into this hunt. Um, and it's going to be all on the same schedule. It's going to be under the same lights. It's going to be fed the same stuff. And then towards the end of it, uh, and we're going to test it all. It's all going to be, it's all going to be very public on Instagram, <laughs> assuming our Instagram doesn't get shut down for something like this. And, uh, and then, and, and then we'll see, you know, and one of the things that, that I was talking with Ryan a long time ago is, man, dude, you'll be able to walk into a room full of skunk varieties and choose the one that you think is the best, uh, representation of skunk. And then we'll get you that cut. Speaking of, uh, IG getting shut down, mine got shut down this morning. No, oh, they're talking a lot right now. Twenty-seven thousand. Yeah. Oh no! You were at twenty-seven thousand. Twenty-seven. Good lord! It's like, well, yeah, it was it. disabled, not deleted. Yeah, fair enough. But yeah. I already, you know, my contingency plan has already been in place. You know, I've been getting people off the IG and into signing up for email and phone number for like, you know, a while now. So it's just about, you know, restarting again, too. And, yep. you know, so our Lou, I don't know when your date's going to happen, but it looks like um, what we're going to do is we're going to win. So so because we saw so many clones. A big chunk of our of our business happened in outdoor season, like we had this huge rush. Uh, for outdoor and so during that outdoor it's a little bit safer to do pheno hunting because it's not flowering in any of the other rooms um you know in case you get enemies and stuff like that they don't pollinate the rest of the, the facilities so that's when we're going to do it um so it looks like we're going to be starting that in like we're going to be starting out like late march early april um and we're gonna it'll be 136 plants um we're going to start with something like 500 seeds uh, and it's gonna be 136 plants at the end of it, and uh, I think that'll be. I, it won't be the largest skunk hunt on the face of the earth, but it'll be enough to get to get some pretty solid data from. That, that's the more important thing. There's that data, uh, the getting yeah. those turkey profiles, getting the you know, all that. That's probably the most important part. Something that we ended up making sure with Pipcom, we ended up testing. So we have the turkey profiles, and we have you know the, the cannabinoids yet, but you know it's more about the turkey profiles. Yep. Uh, which is really dope. The winner ended up, it was like 0.84 Terp, like heavy on the Mersine, Haley. It was fucking phenomenal. So good. So good. Somebody yeah. tested it at 9.84 and it was fucking tasted so good. 
Wait, not 9.84 terpenes? No, uh, uh, two uh, two point eight four for terpenes, and um, I had another one twenty nine twenty nine point eight four on THC, and I think it was like two point two on like the terps. It was fucking crazy, dude. It tastes that so good, so strong, and so good. So I don't, I don't know. The ages with the longer flowering times that we are yeah. completely missing. Yeah, I mean, if you look at GMO and a lot of those crosses, man, those tend to those tend to have a lot of they can have a lot higher THC percentages and they can have a lot higher terpene content. And I think a lot of that has to do with just having longer to develop on that flower. Um, but 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 I want to bring this up. Do you guys know anything about feel? I don't know how to spell. I don't know how to say this word. It's T H O I L S. Feel. So apparently, this is the thing that actually like differentiates the skunk smell. It's T H O I L S. That's the cannabinoid or the terpene? Uh, I know just enough to say that. I don't know anything about <laughs> that. Okay. Because look, yeah. the, you know, the, the cool thing, the coolest thing about this is, and I think we agree that uh, by doing this, right, even with the competition, even with, you know, uh, you know, the hunt that you're doing, um, this is going to end up bringing these terpenes and cannabinoids into the industry, into rotation make sure that it's not stale uh we obviously hit a nerve uh you know across the country when it came to like you know with the genetic side because everybody feels personal to this somehow yeah that's a really great point man um this and and to tom's point too and, and kevin you and i talked about this last time i was on here we do have such a personal connection to those smells and that nostalgia that that you really do and th and this feeds back into i think why people get so have such a personal attachment and then like defend their representation so vigorously is because you really do have a personal attachment to like that smell and that feeling and and the work that you put into that do you think that there's some <clears throat> some logic to the fact that people are irritated with other people because they can't ma uh, can't fathom the idea that somebody has been able to keep it around for that long and they're like calling bullshit yeah. just right off the get like no there's no way there's no way anybody could do that yeah i do i also think that people so if you put that much work into something like someone like Tom Clark, for example you know he's been raided a few times dude's been to jail um he's and i mean ryan too right i mean like when you put that much work into something and you've had that much sacrifice into something it's hard to imagine that someone else has you know what I mean? It's hard. It's hard to be able to give someone else that that credit. It, it's it's all it's on um what do you call it um it's past history, right? Because uh, to you know have this genetic survive, right? Which is a good possibility. Some people say impossible. It's all bullshit. It doesn't exist. Um, what? I've seen is that it's it's bringing up old shit Good. and something that AJ said on uh, on uh, the Adam Dunn show was that um, if it's a good strain, it's gonna fucking cause problems. Sour diesel cause problems. Cookies cause problems for the creator, whoever created like that. It just causes fucking problems because it's so good. Gigi. Gigi was the yeah. first one to go to court and get sued by Gorilla Glue, an actual company. Something yeah. good causes problems. Skittles, Skittles, yeah. 
it's so yeah i guess that's true right there's a price to success just like there is to failure especially in an industry where so much of this is is illegal so skunk is that like last one in a way you know like so what does everyone think about does it matter if it's if it comes from because because here's 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 something that we're facing now so we went in and we scoured not the earth but we scoured a lot of places we looked really hard for all these different genetics and then we were trying to figure out which of these versions of the skunks and which of these crosses that we wanted so like there's a lot of skunks that come in with like a tk cross like a triangle push cross and then there's these other skunks that come in with like a chem dog cross and the cushman's cross and stuff like that and so it this, this this then becomes and we're gonna we're gonna have it like blind in the thing it's just gonna be numbers we're not gonna have the actual cultivars on there so there's no like associations with this from the from the people that are choosing however does it matter if it's if it's a skunk by pk crop if this is what we believe is the version of skunk you know what i mean or or does it have to be only just that purebred skunk one well how can you prove it otherwise and the thing about it is too you have to within your variable you have to add the nostalgic personal taste to it too as well and everything's we, we, a result of breeding you know I yes yeah, so. i'm just gonna say that time we all we've all bred we've all done uh popped a lot of seeds and we all know that um you know a seed can take on 99 from its mother and one percent from the, the father right so i've got a, i've done a ton of breeding i've popped a lot of a lot of seeds and um i've gotten full-on replicas of the of the mother plant from seeds uh crossed with something completely different so no it doesn't matter nate you you you, you taste it you you smell it you you take a look at it if it's if it's as close to skunk and dank as fuck, then that's the thing you know what i mean it, no it doesn't matter to me yeah that's no we got you guys mentioned mentioned the uh the instagram going down um one thing we just got on i think would be fun to see uh, uh we have our own discord channel and get to skunk on on discord channels that can get get pretty fun and interesting and um all that data uh you know you wouldn't have to have uh, any issues to get shut down so um something to think yeah. about that's a that's I, a really great point man and honestly we should probably as we dive into this a little further we should probably just just spin that up man, and just start that from the get um because the truth is if we're capturing capturing this on instagram should be just like a way to show people who aren't on the discord what we're doing on the discord yeah get get into the nitty-gritty it's uh it's been great that way you're not you know we're not relying on zuckerberg anymore as we're on it right now <laughs> oh yeah yeah. Uh, so, so Lou, who do you, where do you see good rep? Where do you think good representations of the skunk are going to come from in your mind? Uh, oddly enough, not oddly enough, but um, Virginia has skunk on the regular. They call yep. it they call it Reggie's. They call it regular, like just mids. Really? Skunk is red. Dude, I swear to you, I had this conversation last night. I was like, oh, blah, blah. They were like, skunk. I was like, they were like, why? I was like, why you want to do like something about like mids? I was like, what do you mean mids? <laughs> he was like, it could, it's, it's been circulating in Virginia this entire time. Sure. And I've heard the same thing about up. Kentucky. Huh? Yeah. I've heard the same thing about Kentucky. Right, so all those states all share a border. Yep. You're gonna see yep. Kentucky, West Virginia. And so all those skunks that actually have stayed alive within that region. 
So this is going to end up actually bringing it out as well. Somebody from out of nowhere could end up actually coming with the best shit and had nothing to do with all the people arguing at all. So how's this work? Like uh, you ha you don't have everyone picked out yet, but you're gonna you're gonna announce soon and um, and get get going. And what's the timeline uh, as far as from start to finish if you if you have it? So we're gonna give it to we're gonna end up having the event in uh, like about mid July. Uh, down in the Virginia, you know, area, uh, the, most likely Northern Virginia, but you know, depending on how everything ends up working out. But we're working for Northern Virginia because they also have a really big cannabis. Uh, Virginia just opened up, but uh, DC has been up for a while. So to hold it in Northern Virginia helps for, you know, a better flow with an event too. Um, but I think it needs to be in Virginia for that odd reason, not odd reason, but it's just the fact that uh, Virginia ended up, you know, kind of keeping skunking away within themselves and we never even you know not new but it's it's there and i know like a lot of the heads are going to end up talking a lot of this it's going to be yeah it's going to be cut it's going to be quite a journey just on like you know arguing i mean <laughs> like the second that we announced it it you know just on 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 we haven't even put out the flyer or official like that yet just we just announced it one time and it's already kicked off all this once we really start going and once things are getting announced and you know we start associating with Nate's a project that's like you know we're gonna it's gonna end up turning kind of ugly in a lot of ways but I think it's some growth here. I think you're gonna have to have like really big security at the awards, bro. <laughs> <laughs> these are all cultivators. These ain't like brawlers, like gangs. Like these are like you know. It's funny though. Uh, the second that like a day after, like not even a day, twenty four within twenty four hours of, uh, uh, I ended up uh, we ended up announcing. I immediately got a phone call from this old school deadhead that I, you know that only calls me once in a blue warns me about some old shit that i don't even know about associating myself with the wrong person about some shit that had nothing to do with me and you know you know how the whole game goes right with the cultivation thing it's still you know like we got that you know kind of foot in foot out type of you know like culture because of how it ended up coming forth to what we are today so we know like yo some grudges just don't die and they'll go to yeah. whatever to say fuck that person yeah, Kevin, what you got, man? So when you were asking about where you think the the source, the the greatest chances of finding the the true skunk, you know, um, back in uh, about 08, I went to Amsterdam for a trip and um, went all around town just looking for some dank shit. You know, went to all the coffee shops and I stumbled into Stone's Cafe and uh, they had Stone's cheese was on the menu. Um, and I grabbed up a gram of it and smoked it. And that's been the, the the closest representation that I've seen to skunk number one since back in the day. And I went over to, to my buddies, Don and Aaron over at DNA Genetics and we sat down. Um, they had a, a guy that worked the counter named Adam. He's from California uh, that was working the counter and we got to talk and as it turns out, uh, Don and Aaron cultivated that strain for Stone's uh, Cafe. And, and uh, Adam said to me, you know, we don't have any, any, any seeds, you know, through the catalog, but he's like, I've worked on a project myself where, where I, I used um, skunk number one and cheese and bread together and created seeds. And I actually ended up buying about 30 seeds from him and came back and grew them. And, and they were some really, really dank, cheesy skunk, not as skunky as the skunk that was at Stone's, right? But my point to bringing up this story is, is that since he seeds, uh, released the original skunk number one seed right back in the day, right? And then Don and Aaron apparently were messing with a strain that I that I presume is really, really close to the original skunk strain at one point in time. They bred out the lemon skunk 
So they also had it for that version, right? And then you look at someone like um, Arian from Greenhouse, who's done all the traveling that he's done, all the cataloging of stuff that he's done. You would think that he'd be a potential source to finding, um, you know, the, the actual skunk one. So, so my thoughts are that uh, that that we're going to see the original uh, come from Europe. Maybe it started here in the United States, migrated to Europe, but I think that that's where we'll find the closest thing. If I had an opinion in the matter. That's awesome, dude. Um, I, I think you might be right, man. And I would have argued with you about that maybe 60 days ago. Uh, and not like argued, but I would have, I would have, I would have, I would have debated a bit. Um, but so Kevin Jodry, uh used to run whatever that was nursery in, in somewhere in Northern California. Um, he's kind of he's, he's a legend amongst the, the the old Emerald Triangle growers. Um, and he just, when all this kind of drama popped off, he put, he put up on his Instagram, how he got from like, was it Scotland or something? A bunch of old skunk seeds. Um, and then this blue sky Vienna cat is from that area as well. And so I do think that there's a, there's a high likelihood that, that over in Europe, uh, especially after, especially around the cheese variety, that there is a legitimate representation of skunk there. Well, yeah, and, and Big Buddha also had that the, the the original at one point in time that he that he bred the UK cheese, and that all that whole lineage started in England, right, as breed offs from the, the original skunk number one. So, yeah, Absolutely. that little territory there, I think that that that's a good likelihood of finding um, some original genetics, if I had to guess. Thanks for chiming in, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely, I agree with you. Um, but even just like you said, you ended up naming even within Europe, you named three people that could potentially have like that so it already even when we crossed the, the pond we're still dealing with multiple options and i think what ended up uh, more like that with all those genetics that they caught same thing with nl5 nl5 came from you know over there um uh, the, the pip came from over there as well ends up being um the story ends up being somebody uh, a cuban family went to amsterdam ended up actually grabbing some seeds uh ended up coming back they were cultivating it but just for personal stuff and uh they wanted it kind of gone so I ended up reaching up to isaac from flamingo to like yo can you do something with this and it turned out it better it was he even said himself that it was better than flamingos so in your opinion kevin now knowing like you know the potential three that could end up bringing it to the u.s who do you think or where you do you think in the u.s that you know we could end up searching for these breeders or cultivators that still reside within those areas that's a hard thing to say you know california with uh, all their outdoor growing you know there's not as many places to harbor something like that for so long uh, i think you're gonna see it in a more uh midwest you know uh type of atmosphere i i have some seeds that um are from the 96 to 2000 era i uh, haven't been able to get many of them to germinate and so um, I'm kind of just holding on to them because I don't want to waste them, knowing that maybe down the road technology will come along and we'll be able to tap into some of those guys. But, um, you know, it's it's really hard to say. You know, um, you had mentioned Adam Dunn earlier as well. You know, Adam Dunn's a wealth of information. And I would think that Adam, obviously knowing Don and Aaron, obviously knowing Ariane, obviously knowing uh, Todd McCormick um, and all those guys, that Adam might be somebody that could tap into something uh, that, that, could, that could open this thing up as well. Oh, once you mentioned to him, it just piqued his interest because he has like all these multiple stories as well too. But definitely, I agree with you. Good source of information. Well, this is this is great and exciting. I want to give uh, give everyone a chance to say goodbye real quick, and then we'll we'll get the information on how everyone can uh, start following along and uh, enjoy the journey. So, Kevin, go ahead. 
Yeah, Lou, it's, it's great meeting you, Nate. Great having you back on the show, guys. I, this is my my pride and joy. I, I love debating genetics, talking about genetics. Um, I spent so much time researching over the years. I mean, back in the day, I, you guys probably did the same thing, but in High Times Magazine, circling the strains that you want to order, <laughs> getting ready to mail the coupon in, but never doing it because you were scared you're going to get thrown in prison or something like that. But uh, <laughs> this is it for me. And and every time, Nate, now that we've had you on a couple of times, it's just been such a pleasure. So thanks, guys, for uh, for keeping the dream alive with the skunk, number one, and, and trying to find these things. And uh, appreciate you guys coming on the show. Awesome, awesome. Uh, Tom. Hey, Lou, are you filming this event in Virginia? What do you mean, the award show? Yeah, you well, don't you have like this... reactions or something? Yeah, <laughs> well, you're talking about all this drama. I think oh, somebody yeah. should be filming oh, it. it. Be, listen, we're, we're gonna like, uh, you guys are the first podcast that this, you know, we started, we brought it up on the Adam Dunn show, just announced what we would continue to talk about PIPCON. This is the first one that we've actually like, you know, like talked about this, right? And it's gonna continue the closer we get into it. There's a lot of like charged up energy around this subject. So for sure, we're gonna be like, you know, people be like, oh, you know, even, even after the winners announced, there's still gonna be controversy. For sure. Nate, I, uh, we definitely wanna throw our head in the ring for, uh, you know, a Michigan hunt. So uh, we, we have some tricks up our sleeves over here. I've been, you know, keeping a seed vault for years. So I think now is the time if it's the we calling. Would, uh, yeah, and, and, and I guess um, this is kind of leading into where I'm going to wrap up anyways. Uh, look, one of the things that, that I wanted to do on this podcast is look, if somebody has something that they think would actually uh, be a good representation in here, man, we will make room for it. I am I am solution agnostic here. I don't care where it comes from. We're just trying to find the real thing. So if you got something, throw it in there, man. We're, we're going to treat it just the same as we would anybody else's stuff. You're welcome to come in and take a look at it yourself. We're going to record the whole thing. So so there's, there's not going to be any bias here. If you got it, bring it. Nate, how do they get a hold of you? Absolutely. The easiest way to get a hold of me is just probably through Instagram right now or at least until it gets shut down. Uh, and, um, and, or, uh, there, you can find this on our website. There's, there's quite a bit of information on our website to contact us and that's, uh, www.primaclones.com. All right, cool. And then Lou, really, really awesome meeting you. Uh, wealth of knowledge. This is exciting. And, uh, um, you know, any, any final words out there for, on the, the, the hunt for skunk and, and how do people, uh, follow you and, and follow the hunt? Um, so uh, Gene Traders on IG, um, we already got another one up, uh, you know, um, until we get the one, one back. Uh, Gene-Traders.com for our website and a whole bunch of other information that we're going to end up doing. We're going to end up cross-referencing with a Prima Clones as far as the, uh, you know, following the hunt as well. And we invite basically everyone to put their best skunk one foot forward and put up or shut up. Awesome. That's it. And we're Can't gonna, wait. You know, we post once we like all the tests like that. We're gonna post all the things of who had what, blah 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 blah, from where and all that stuff. Simple stuff. Now let's. Uh, this is exciting. This is uh, one of the fun things that you know get to pinch ourselves that we get to do this and do it publicly now. So um, <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, with that, uh, really appreciate it. Again, uh, we'll have you guys back on with some updates uh, before too long, and see everybody else next week. Thank you for appreciating. Hey appreciate you guys. Thank you very much for having giving me the time and opportunity to talk about this. The Smoke and Rope Podcast is produced and hosted by me, Ryan Basor, the owner of Redemption Cannabis. Have ideas for episode topics or would like to be a guest on the show? 
Contact us at RyanB at RedemptionCanada.com. Thanks for being along for the journey.